Welcome in, Big Ten backers. We got a great show coming for you. We got Beave. We got Vegas. Matt, he's going to break down a little bit, a little early prediction, a little early talk, maybe not prediction, on these Big Ten bowl games. Of course, we're going to talk about Army and Navy game coming up this weekend. But, man, how y'all doing? How was the weekend? What y'all been up to? Been good. Seattle, Matt, what you been doing, man? Uh, You know, living up here in the Pacific Northwest. Rainy, dark every day, just like we like it up yeah. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Has it has it been raining a lot? Nonstop, I think, for the last three days. So yeah, it's been pretty miserable. Nice. But nice. Hey man, I don't mind the rain. I lived I lived in a desert for like a decade, so the rain I'm still I'm still loving being in Ohio, enjoying the rain a little bit. But man, hey, basketball season's coming up. Are we gonna do anything for that? Are you yes, gonna sir. do Vegas again? <laughs> it's it's an uh, all-year might, thing, huh? That might be a little reverse. We're going to get to the standings later. You know, football football is definitely our first passion here. We love it. But, you know, definitely going to take our foray into college basketball, really talking about a lot of good Big Ten teams this year. And really what the goal is going to be is kind of just where things stand leading into March. We all know what happens in the last two weeks of March. So really hoping yes, that sir. we can help get everybody prepared for um, – the craziness at the end of March. So we'll see. March madness, baby. Hey, my birthday's right around that time. So it's always a good time. A final four is usually my birthday. Really? Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, first it's, it, it's first week of April. Yeah. It's kind of sweet, but we got to get back into football, man. Our first <laughs> love is football. We're not through that season yet. We can't touch the round ball until we get through this football season, man. Absolutely. Can't touch it. We only get us we only get a few months of football. We need to enjoy every last second of it up to national championship game and and then we can pivot to something else. But So we're going to make we're going to make at least one pick today, Army Navy. We will. We will. Are you prepared um, to make that pick? I this I This one's am. for all the marbles. It's It is. Like it, it, this one gets the trophy. It is and and this is one of those regardless of record regardless of the actual talent on the field, it is always a cool game to watch. And if you haven't, you've blown it off in the past. I would say sit down for the pregame. I'm not a big pregame fan with a lot of stuff. It's really cool, their pregame. It's awesome. It's just – it's our service academies. It's it's an incredible experience. Just watch it. Have some fun with it. Enjoy. You know, the piece we're going to talk about as well is going to add a little extra flavor. But – if you're American, you need to be watching this game and liking it. So, highly recommend viewing it. Yeah. This is American what's, what's as hot on dogs the, uh, and pizza. What's on the docket for dinner tonight? <sighs> haven't thought that far ahead. Oh, not that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dinner time. Oh, yeah, the I guess you are, you are on the West Coast, so that makes yeah. sense. I know what's on my dinner time. A little white Russian. <laughs> Goes down smooth. Why not, right? Let's get into these games, guys. Let's talk. Let's talk this Army Navy game this weekend. We're going to talk about that as our our first game to bet on. Matt, what you got? The headliner. It is the headliner. Yeah. Um, and just so everyone's aware, this is being played in Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, Gillette Stadium, where the New England Patriots play. So this isn't a this is a neutral site game for these two teams um, going into it. Haven't talked a lot about Army and Navy this year. That's just because they haven't had strong records this year. You got Army at five and six. You also have Navy at five and six as well. Again, being a neutral site game, you got Army minus three here. Kind of telling you, hey, we don't really know where this is going to go quite a bit. Where the real intrigue is, is the over-under, where it's at 27 and a half. We've been joking all year about Iowa as they started around 30. They kept creeping down and creeping down and creeping down. And now we're starting to see the norm being these high 20 games in some capacity in college football, which is crazy. However, with that being said, in a game like this, you go back and you just kind of look at the history of Army-Navy. These two teams care about this game. It's a really big deal. Um, As I've kind of talked about earlier, it's a really cool experience. Things happen in this game. I've seen I've seen really great teams one way or the other lose the other team that didn't have a good year. I would stay completely away from this spread. You just have no idea what you're going to get. However, if you do want to play the spread – Again, when you're dealing with a game where you're not really knowing what the outcome is going to be, typically I like taking the points, especially if it's a field goal. 
it's better than nothing. So I would definitely lean that direction. However, I know it's odd at 27 and a half. I'd be playing the under here. These teams do not score very well. Um, it's going to be this a pretty is Iowa-esque. It is. It is. I don't know if uh, Iowa Northwestern are going up to Gillette Stadium to play, but that's kind of the vibe here. So really at 27 and a half, I, I can see this being a 13 to 10 game. You're right. Iowa Nebraska type game. So I would probably be going under here. Yeah, the, the record I, in this game is 45-9-1 and one, and 1 for the under. So history-wise, the under is the safe play when it comes to this game. Yeah. Wow. Man, the weird thing about this game this year, neither Army nor Navy made a bowl game, and it's because it's the last game of the year. They're 5-6, and six, so they didn't qualify for a bowl game when the selection committee was making their choices. So... One of the winners would have been eligible had they won. Uh, but Army, they played two FCS schools, so they would have had to have been 7-5 and five to make a bowl game because those FCS schools don't count towards the win total. But if Navy won, they could have gone to a bowl game. So if they win this, they basically got screwed out of a bowl game. This yeah, game the Commanders up... and Chief trophies on the line, too, so that's another yeah. interesting play here. It's... If Army wins... They get the Commanders yep. and Chief Trophy. It would actually be a three-way tie, but it would go to last year's winner of the trophy, and that was the Knights. Man. Air Force. So, it would stay at Air Force. I'm pretty sure. I thought the Knights won, it, won the Commanders and Chief nope. Trophy last year. You sure? Yeah, positive. Absolutely positive. All right, cool. Air Force would retain it. So, I guess, uh, yeah. Matt, man, what, what, what are we going with this? You said under. Which you should know. Steve, what are you doing? What are you doing? You taking over? You taking under? What are you doing here? What did you say that 49 and 1? Yeah, 49 and 1 in the under in this game historically for bets. Oh, wow. I got to go under. Yeah, I'm it's a three-point game. Going down under. Matt called it right saying, "Woo, we don't know. It's a field goal game. You don't know about that spread." So, I think the safe bet is the under for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on though, man. Let's get to these uh let's get to these Big Ten games and let's get to UCLA first though. Yeah. They're Big Ten, right? They are. They're Big Ten now, baby. They are now. It's a new season, bowl season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, throughout the year we were we were sprinkling in a lot of Pac twelve games because we had those four teams coming over. We're just gonna dismiss that right now. UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington, your Big Ten teams. Um so we're just moving forward with that approach. And I did put these chronologically, so you're going to kind of hear these games as they're happening. This is going to be the first Big Ten game on the docket, East L.A., Boise State, um, in the Starco Brands L.A. Bowl. You got UCLA minus two, which I thought was a little surprising, and then over-under at 49.5 two. also think that's a little bit surprising. This was something in, in – Really should have picked up on this if you've actually been watching Boise State the last few weeks, which if you listened to me last week, apparently I was not. Start digging into them a little bit deeper. After they fired their coach a few weeks back, they have been on an absolute tear, obviously winning the Mountain West um, last week. So really been playing extremely well. And UCLA, I, I don't really know what to make of them throughout this entire year. I, I really don't understand that minus two when you're coming with a real hot Boise State team. I would actually defense, defense, really defense. be uh, – the defense is tough. I, I'll give you that. At the same point, Boise really seems to be clicking offensively, especially if you look at their numbers over the past month. So this line, again, I understand the defense, but it did seem a little odd to me. Um, I would really be looking at Boise State. Just keep tracking that number as it goes along. Well, Dante Moore's Sydney wants to know if this is the week 10. <laughs> uh, the Big Ten West is the week 10. No more divisions so, anymore. No more divisions. We all have beautiful chapter. radio faces. Oh. Well, that's nice. That is. I put my hat on. I'll take my hat off next time. And then Penn State, our state pen being in a bowl game is a joke to Sydney as well. But let's let's get back to this game. Matt, what'd you say you take your take was here? Or I, I, I would be, you know, this is one, and, and we're going to talk about these. And again, we're going to hit the predictions pretty hard next week because this is still pretty far out. But as you kind of look at the early rounds of these games, if there are numbers and there are lines that you really like, there's nothing wrong with jumping on things early. You know, we, we've kind of talked about 
and this is going to be an overarching theme in bowl season where you have I disagree. No, disagree I don't think you will with this one. <laughs> Not that Matt is right. I, don't, I think I don't, Boise State's the hot team here, man. And, and I mean, I guess no, I just UCLA don't think you jump get on that big win against USC to end the season, which was huge too. So they're kind of both. I think you got to wait. You got to wait because there's going to be injuries. There's going to be more transfer portals. There's going to be guys opting out. Maybe not in these lower level bowl games, but once we get into those big bowl games, there's going to be people last second dropping out. So I wait for my bets during. Bowl you know, right. you got any take right. on that? Well, I, I think we really got to start seeing how this transfer portal plays itself out. So if you go back three, four years ago, right, you didn't have the transfer portal the way it was. However, you had a lot of people sitting out of non-playoff games for NFL eligibility. Yes. So that's sure. that's definitely a factor. I think now, actually, as you've seen the last two years with the transfer portal, what you're really mm-hmm. seeing is people have already declared. You know, don't give me Marvin Harrison and Jaden Daniels. They're waiting for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. They're both going to sure. go. It's blatantly obvious. They, they're they saying they're not committed because they don't want to say it before the Heisman. They want to represent their schools. They want to look good. Everybody else has already declared either NFL draft or transfer portal. Um, yeah. So I, I think Maybe. you've kind of seen that. Um, again, I, there's only a thousand a people that have said already. No, that's transfer portal. You know, that's transfer portal. Yeah, that's portal. what I mean. Another factor is NFL draft. But, but the Bulls have already been set. So these, these teams are going to take these next few weeks. They are going to evaluate, hey, what's my draft eligibility? What round do you think I'm going to be going into? They're going to talk mm-hmm. to their agents and whatnot, um, talk to people. But you're right. It, it, you should see some of that. But I, I'd be interested to see, now that the transfer portal exists and people declaring what they need to, if, if we're not seeing that same wave we saw three, four years ago where people are just like two days before saying, nope, going to the draft, I'm not playing. So hey, take, yeah, it for, says, take it from uh, me. College football is ruined forever, and there should be a 30-30 on all of this. That's I disagree. I think college football is fucking awesome. We're all here talking about it, <laughs> and you're you're causing you're making questions. College football is not ruined. It's awesome. It's going to the 12 team next year, which it should have been this year. I'm hyped. Let's I talk mean, about it's that. Changing. S- Let's talk about that SRS distribution bowl. And Las Vegas, we got another pack done team because they're packing up and leaving town too. And they're playing a hot Northwestern team. Is, is that true? Are they a hot? Is that an oxymoron? Team? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. You check the script on, on that. I don't What's hot in Northwestern? Their new stadium. That thing does look BEA beautiful, man. Well, speaking ah, of that, yeah. you know, whether they, they got the all new stadium. They spent all season going back and forth, alternating loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. And then finally, at the end of the season, they won three straight. So they are hot. And Utah, they lost three of their last five games. But those games were to red-hot teams, Washington, Oregon, and Arizona. So, you know, I, I wouldn't discount Utah here. But again, listening to the champion from our season, 58% right here. Wait for your bets, all right, baby? Wait for yeah, your you bets. You got some time. You got some time. You got some time. Wait it out. But, yeah, man, these two teams are on offer, opposite ends. Like, Utah came out hot, kind of ended the season in a dud, and then Northwestern came out as a dud and then got kind of hot throughout the season, if you can be hot if you're Northwestern. TJ saying, what's up? What's up, TJ? All right, TJ, get up in here. What's the numbers on this game, Matt? Yeah, so right now you're seeing Utah minus six and a half, and you're seeing an over under at 41 and a half. So that's a pretty low scoring. Again, talking transfer Porter Barnes, quarterback at Utah in the portal. So he's not going to play. Oh, man. You at Johnson, you'd be looking at Johnson at quarterback. And if you go back early on, again, early on, I'm talking September, looked real sluggish offensively. So that's, that's kind of the play I kind of look at here is I like that under, you know, kind of a sloppy. Northwestern team at the third string quarterback in essence playing for Utah, not rising, not Barnes. So yeah, well, Cam Rising got his eligibility, right? So why wouldn't Barnes leave? Yeah. It, I, I would assume rising is going to come back. He, if he has aspirations to play in the NFL, he's going to want to put some good stuff on tape. He was out all year um, and was quite electric in 2022. So I, I think that's a team to be watching in 24, but I don't blame Cam Rising for coming back. I, I personally, I again, 
we're, we're going to watch these lines. And, and, you know, as we've talked about the whole season, we like to see trends. We like to see what Vegas is doing, what Sharps are doing, those kind of things. So none of this is going to be definitive. I'd say early lean, though. I like that plus six and a half with Northwestern. Definitely more to come. Nothing definitive, but that's where I'd be. I'd probably go under first and then look at the plus six and a half. But where are you all leaning? Damn. Nowhere yet. It's hard for me to vote or put money on Northwestern at all, but they are hot. I I would have to go. Well, who's going to be the quarterback? It's going to be the third string quarterback for Utah. Yeah, um, for Utah since Barnes is gone. So yeah, I yeah. I mean it's sounding Northwestern esque to me so far. I'm taking that Utes D. Taking that Utes D early anyway. We'll see how the game yeah. progresses as we get a little closer to it. Sydney says happy holidays to everybody. He also says Thank go you, blue Sydney. to you, Steve. He just wants to let oh both of y'all, both of y'all. He gave y'all a, a shout out for go blue. How do y'all like that? How y'all feeling? Yeah. <laughs> hey, when come on! Lose, be nice. When, when be you nice. lose, when you hey, lose, you happy holidays. Yeah. Uh, well, he did. He did preface it with something nice. I agree. All right. <laughs> happy holidays, Alex from Buckeye Bros. He's saying, "What up, brothers? What's up, man? Represent the Big Ten. What's going be, on? Alex? Thanks for coming. Hey, I wonder if Alex has something to say to that Sydney dude saying, "Go blue." <laughs> come on, Alex. Hey, don't get him pumped up. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's move on, man. We got the quick lane bowl. We got Bowling Green versus Minnesota representing the Golden Gophers. Give me them stats on this one, Matt. Row that boat. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a five and seven Minnesota team. You only got there because of your <laughs> outstanding academic standards. So let's pump the brakes a little on that one. Um, you, you got Minnesota minus three and a half, but you're also dealing with the Bowling Green team that's seven and five this year. So that's that's max schedule. Um, you got an over under here at 38 and a half. You know, this is another theme you're going to see quite a bit with bowl season. Who wants it more? You know, when you see a lot of these games, you actually go look back. A lot of these Sun Belt, MAC, you know, AAC schools, they love when they get that opportunity to play against a middle of the road Power Five conference team. They usually ball, up, ball out in those games. Minnesota, even if you win this game, you finish the season under 500, just a very pedestrian <laughs> year. Like, and, and so what? Yeah. You go out and you play in Detroit and you beat Bowling Green. Um, really not much of a feather in your cap, so to speak. So I, hey. I look at these and I kind of say, hey, maybe go against the grain a little bit. Um, you know, I, I like the Mac schools quite a bit. They don't have a ton of talent, but they have a ton of heart. I, I would I would like to see this line get up to plus four. If so, I'd grab it with the Falcons. Uh, but where are you all leaning? Man. I think Flex Coin Mania is putting the coins in the slot. Pull that lever, Vegas. Yes. We getting Woo. it. They getting it. Minnesota, the, their quarterback, Kaliak Manis, better known as Kali Likamianis, is in the transfer portal. He gone. So take him he? out. Where's he Who going? Who knows where he's going? He's probably going to go to Bowling Green. No, they have standards there. <laughs> All right, before I, we move on to the next one, let's, most, check the, let's check the chat. I don't know. TJ says he's rooting for Michigan because fuck Bama. That's Alex fair, adds okay. in, screw the fucking blue cheaters. Sydney says, <laughs> F the roll tide. But he is a Nick right. Saban fan. He does appreciate the GOAT nonetheless. But he, he doesn't want the tide to roll. He is. He is the go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota lost four straight to end the season, man. And it wasn't to just great teams. So I'm leaning Bowling Green. I know taking a MAC team against a Big Ten team doesn't mean shit. But who wants it more? That's really what it is. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on, boys. Let's go. Let's keep rolling here. We got let's the get that next one. TV Holiday Bowl. You got Louisville. Brom led Cardinals against Lincoln Riley's busted Trojans. This one is kind of a weird game. Well, yeah, it, it, it won't nice be like that Florida State game. No, it won't be like it, that Florida State game. I don't know. It was nice that we paired these together because I, I wanted to talk about the group of five conferences and these teams that are playing for a lot. They want these bowl wins. They matter at smaller schools. Mm -hmm. The exact opposite is true at USC. You know, you go back to last year. You had Caleb Williams, and you lost to Tulane. That team, 
that team played well. They played well for a couple quarters, but they took their foot off the gas and they lost to Tulane. And they had Caleb Williams who's trying to show up and show out. This year, Caleb's obviously gone. He's going to the NFL. Um, oh, Caleb no Williams, just we just got a message. He joined the transfer portal. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> that guy's, that guy's He's going back to Oklahoma. It would be insane. I mean, I know they're making money in college, man, but you're going to make quite a bit of money being the number one overall pick. I think he'll be just fine in the NFL. You know, I look at USC. They have nothing to play for here. They're seven and five. They they weren't playing strong when they did have a lot to play for. It, the wheels completely fell off. Louisville, uh, really tough showing, but Florida State, despite what everyone wants to say, has a really good defense, and they showed it in that game. I look at this and I'm saying you're giving me plus. I'm sorry, Louisville's minus seven and a half. I don't know what USC has in the tank this year. I don't know if they care whatsoever. I would definitely be looking at the Cardinals and laying the points. I would be, and it, and again, a lot of it is motivation. You know, you yeah. you got to realize this game is. I believe it's on the first week. Um, I don't know when it is exactly. I didn't put the dates down, but I, I don't Damn think it, it's on a primetime weekend or anything around the big games. This is not where USC expected their season to finish. I, I think sure. the motivation is a huge factor here. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I think Louisville has got a coach that's going to say, Hey, we want to end on a high note. I think he's that time of coach. He wants to get that program ascending upwards still. So I, I like that motivational factor with Louisville. I mean, Louisville scored sure. six points on Florida State's defense. So look for them to get around 65 on USC's defense. I think somewhere yeah, around that range. That's the equivalent. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're also that's right. That's what I was thinking. We did, we did glaze over. I was it. thinking. Over under. Sorry. Go ahead. No, the over-under is at 57 and a half. So that is definitely a pretty high number compared to what we've talked to. So I was just thinking Louisville is going to run through this USC defense like someone that had dysentery in the Oregon Trail, man. <laughs> Fucking dead. I got to bring up this comment from Sydney, man. It's, it's probably the comment of the day so far. He says, I hope it burns when Kirk Herbstreet pees. <laughs> <laughs> I have word that it does. Yeah. He's bad. He's bad at picking bad football bets. I mean, he knew the playoff though, so that's so that's a plus. That's true, and he <laughs> he picked Bama to win it. He did. They are very hot right now. And then you know, Alex and uh, Sydney are kind of going back and forth in the chat. Yeah, let's get it, Alex. He just come said, on back. He said Sydney's team. Sydney's just mad that his team isn't Ohio State. <laughs> Hasn't been a good three year run, has it? Has it? No, it has not. No, it has not. All right, let's talk about the next game, guys. Let's let's keep moving on. Let's keep this train going on down the tracks. We're going to talk about the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. You got what the hell did you just say? Versus Miami (laughs) Bad Boy (laughs) Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. I don't know what a Bad Boy Mower is, but they're sponsoring a bowl in New York. Rutgers yeah, in yeah. Miami. Is there going to be any Miami fans at this game? There should be an over-under on how many Miami fans actually show up to this game. Yeah, that should be what we're stadium on. down in Florida. Is like, there Miami the fans at Miami Stadium at Hard no. Rock? Mm-hmm. There's like Exactly. Yeah. There, no, there's not going to be any Miami fans there. It's gonna there's going to be a few of those Puerto Ricans up there that are going to come to the game and be like, yo, I'm a Miami fan. Straight out of Miami. I don't know. You, you, you know, this is a bus ride for Rutgers, so that's you know pretty nice for them. Sure. They got that, and uh, you know, sixteen six Rutgers, seven to five Miami. We've certainly hammered Miami all year for the right reasons, but you got Miami minus two in this game. You got an over under forty one and a half. You know, it, this is one of those again motivational type game. How much is yes. Miami really committed to this? You know, they they continually are recruiting well, at least that's what people tell me, getting these good players in. They're just not mm-hmm. finding the right way to execute that talent. But, um, yeah. Listen to this. Rutgers lost the last four games of the season. Miami lost the last three out of five of the season. So let's talk about who wants it more now. These teams don't give a fuck. They're going to throw the ball away to the other team and say, here, you win it. I don't want to win it. <laughs> Yeah, I want to my comment from earlier this year. Mario Cristobal is the kind of coach that can get a girl wet but can't get her off. I expect Greg Shiano to show out here 
and, and get the dub. Yeah, but you know, if if you actually harken back to when we were talking about Rutgers earlier in the year, we were actually talking about them when they played Indiana at that time. That was the, uh, I believe it was the eighth game of the year. That was their bowl eligibility game, and we actually commented on, "Hey, they need to win this game to become bowl eligible because their final mm-hmm. four games are brutal. Their final four games were brutal. They got beaten their final mm-hmm. four games. Um, so they're kind of." staying at the level we expected them to play at. They got bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. They lost four straight tough games. Their schedule was brutal at the end. Yeah, the thing is, is I just don't know if Rutgers has enough offense to stay right, in a game like this. I got I, call you I, out, Seattle, Seattle man. What's that? Who were those, la- who were those last four games? Yeah, we had Ohio State. <laughs> you look it up, you asshole. Penn State and Maryland. <laughs> oh. All right. Steve, in Maryland's brutal. We got a question yeah, for up? Steve in the house. Alex wants right, to know why the fuck you're wearing some Penn State shit right now. Oh, that's a fair know? question, Alex. Thank you, <laughs> Alex. I'm a Big Ten backer, brother. I support all of the Big Ten, even those shit bags up north. That I, I you know, it's hard because I'm going to all these different stadiums, trying to respect their traditions, trying to ask questions that aren't slanted. And uh, I started enjoying other uh, fan bases, man. It's a good time. Check it out. You should go to different stadiums. And, you know, if you're slanted as a Buckeye, go with open eyes. Check out Happy Valley. And it's a damn good environment, man. Alex is all about the respect, too. He says Desmond Howard is a fucking insolent bastard. Or loser. Exactly. (laughs) I agree with that, though. I mean, he is very slanted. Like, he's got to come with a little bit more couth when he's up there on you know, talking yeah. on this platform. We'll hit one more comment and then we're going to move on to the next game. Sydney says playoffs. We're going to talk about playoffs. We're, we're going to talk about playoffs. Don't worry about it. We're going to get those at the end. That's what we're going to use to close out the show. But let's move we on. we got to get we're all those get bastards into, that hadn't made it. We're going to get into some bigger games here. We got in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, you got an interesting SEC Big Ten matchup between the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Missouri Tigers. Matt, talk about these these spreads and points and over and unders. Yeah, so you know, kind of out of the gate, you saw Missouri be the favorite. They're minus two. You're seeing the over. That's interesting. Nine and a half. Yeah, I I think um and and you know you can't translate a lot of what goes on in the NFL and college in terms of betting. There are different betting styles entirely. But as somebody who likes to watch the NFL quite a bit, watches it quite a bit, you're seeing a ton of quarterback injuries this year in the NFL. So you're seeing that quarterback position play crazy on the spreads and the odds. Vegas is hypersensitive to the QB position. They just are across football. That's a, that's a very important thing. As you should thing. be. As you should be. I agree. But also let's let's call for what it is. We don't know who's playing quarterback for Ohio State. Yeah. We don't. But, so I mean, statistically, my- if you're going to a backup quarterback – probably better to go against that team right typically yeah there's a lot of wavering things you you think missouri wants to win the cotton bowl against ohio state i mean that's a program that's trying to rise i mean that is a very big deal to them ohio state Mm -hmm. goes down and wins this game by 10 we all fall asleep and we don't care and we forget who they played next year um i got a question seattle matt you do vegas you do vegas well i've seen it in action do they know Something about holdouts from Ohio State, and that's why they've dropped them down. Not just not just McCord transferring. Do they know about some holdouts that are coming? You mean players coming in? Opting out. Opting out. Opting out. Yeah. Yeah. Heading to they the do. NFL. That's, yes. And, and, and I say that, I don't know them, but I always tell people, land in Vegas, start walking down the strip, look at what you see. That wasn't all built because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. That's not sound advice. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. It is. But I say all that to say Vegas is pretty good at what they do. They know what they're talking about. They don't – they're very, very rarely do they set a line that's funny or odd. I mean, it is mm-hmm. almost like clockwork how accurate they are. So when they're coming in and they're posting Missouri minus two, that tells me, yeah, there could be potential – Others hitting the transfer portal. We talked about it earlier, but maybe there's some that are still on the fence. Again, Marvin Harrison's going to the NFL. I don't care what he says in an ESPN article. He's going to the NFL. Everybody knows that that's not new information. Um, I think it's a quarterback position. 
I think they don't really know, hey, is Devin Brown going to play? Is the, you know. Lincoln Conholtz. His name, Lincoln. Lincoln, uh, yeah. Um, From St. Pierre, South Dakota. Come on, man. South yeah. Dakota Heisman, man. He's a South Dakota Heisman. Hey, hey. That yeah. was a Washington recruit, by the way, that they flipped to Ohio State. So I'd that like was right. About yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, he was. But Devin Brown, Devin Brown has some fucking dog in him, man. And that's the type of person you want at quarterback. He's going to be bringing it and he's going to be showing a purpose. I mean, that tweet that he uh, tweeted out, uh, tweet, tweeting, xed, whatever, it showed boats burning on fire. And the reference there was that. He has nothing to lose. He's going all in. A lot of people thought it was like, oh, this this is over. Like the program's demolished. I thought he was transferring. No, it means like he's got nothing to lose. He's going to go in battling hard. And uh, I think I think he's going to show you something. I think you're really, really going to love to watch him play. Like he's plays Maybe. with spirit. He plays with like a Tim Tebow tenacity. All right, guys, let's let, let's get some comments and let's we'll go. move on to the next game because I know you guys will talk about guys forever. I got to pump the brakes yeah. for you guys a little bit. But, uh, Real me in. Alex mm-hmm. says, if you wear amazing blue, he's pulling your Buckeye card, Steve. Uh, I've been there, but in front of him. <laughs> Alex that, went to Ann Arbor. Film crew shirt. He says that place is a dump. He says it smells like hot dog water, something like that. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I don't apparently, your wife needs some water, Steve, so you need to hurry up and get some water. Oh, shit. I got her water right here. I forgot about that. <laughs> and we're making Troy look good. Apparently, we're all ugly. Troy's uh, appreciating the ugliness here on the show so he can look better. That's fair. You yeah. know, that's what we're here for, man. We're here to make you look like a 10. You surround with yourself with a bunch of fives, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's get to that. Another Big let's Ten go. SEC matchup. You got Penn State taking on... Ole Miss, this should be a fun one. I'm actually looking forward to this game. Which Manny Diaz is probably gone, man. Yeah. He, Sounds like he's I taking think, the Duke job. Yeah, I, I see that. And, and he did some good – you know, he did some good things as a D coordinator. So, I think that second run as a head things. coach, he, yeah, he could be uh, – he could uh, carry the momentum down there at Duke. But you got Penn State minus three and a half kind of starting out here, and you got an over-under at 49 and a half. Um you know, I look at a game like this again. I I've never been sold on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. You all heard me throughout the season kind of talk about that. You know, I'm not sold on Penn Take State. Take me off that lane train, especially uh, especially offensively. Yeah, I've been off it for a while. Lane Kiffin can beat all the six and six SEC schools that he wants and and look great. He can't win a big game. He just doesn't win a big game. Um, I know he beat Tulane this year. Congratulations, but. I, I look at this and I say, if, if you start seeing this line moving at all, especially if it gets down to minus three or something like that, you get some SEC money rolling in on Ole Miss. I, I'd be I'd be leaning Penn State here. Yeah, but what's Penn State going to come at with offense? Because that Ole Miss defense is actually respectable for it is. maybe the first time in Lane Kiffin's career. It is, but I mean, Penn State has a pretty darn good defense too. Um, Absolutely. And I just, I, I don't, all I hear is how what a creative mastermind Lane Kiffin is, and then I watch him against Alabama, and I watch him against LSU, and I watch him well, in his big yeah. games, and he doesn't he doesn't execute. My so question here is: Manny Diaz is Manny Diaz going to be there for the game? He's uh, rumored no. to be taking the no Duke way. job. So are they even no, going to have? We their talked DC? about that. He's not going to be there. Defense, defense it, it's it, you know that matters next year when you're asking. Okay, new D coordinator, new system, new players. That's a factor. I don't see him being a factor this year, the D coordinator moving on. It's still the same system. They're not going to change it up or anything like it. Um, players are Adam, still the most part. AJ, you remember after that Northwestern game when we were going up to Diaz and trying to get an interview with him, he did not come off as a guy that wanted to be a defensive coordinator. Am I you right? You seem like a smug. I need to make a lot more money than I am making. I'm heading to Duke. Type personality. Yeah, this is below me. I, even a defensive coordinator <laughs> at Penn State, it seemed like it was below him. He did a great job, and his motivation was to get the hell out. And he's right, going to be back doing a coordinator in two years. I let's hit, let's hit some more comments. We're getting we're kind of getting beat up in the comments here, which is nice. Keep on let's go. Keep them bringing. Beat, beat it up. But you know, as Devin long as it's Brown, not my wife asking for favors anymore. Oh, uh, Alex, he is right, actually. Buddy. I Devin Brown right, said, "Burn Alex. the ships," says Alex. If you know history, he's not saying Columbus is on fire. He's saying, "I'm here 
I'm ready to fight. Yeah. He's ready for war. I'm going nowhere. This is my war. I'm going to win it. Uh, enjoy yeah. your one game until we get our transfer quarterback <laughs> in. So have fun. Troy wants to know if our mom picked out our offense because we dress funny too. So we ugly and dress funny. Steve, Hell your yeah, wife changed the request from water to beer. She wants a beer now, so yeah, please help like your that. wife. <laughs> please help your I'll wife. I'll bring you a beer. And then, you know, Hunter, your water, Hunter so. from College Football Dogs, you know, the guy who runs the show, he's wanting to know where the hell Vandy Clit is. We can never find Vandy Clit when we need him. Hunter can never find the clit. I was going to say. That's why he switched to the other side. Let it simmer. He switched to the other side. He couldn't find the clit. I don't think I don't even know if he switched. Maybe he never been looking. You know what's beautiful, AJ? You, it, oh, he looked for one. Two seconds to connect that man. It was a genuine response. You weren't even trying to be funny, man. I, I like that. So, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go. We got the next game. We got another SEC Big Ten matchup. We got Auburn burns when it pees. Tigers versus the Terps of Maryland. Yes, yeah, so you're seeing. You're seeing Auburn minus two and a half here. You're seeing an over under fifty and a half. Sorry. Yep. I didn't even know Auburn got to six and six. I mean, that's surprising to me. Like I saw them in the bowl game matchup, and I was like, "Whoa, what up?" Yeah, I mean, I, New Mexico State beat you. You got the Aggies womp you at home. Come on. Waddle. How'd them. you make a bowl? Game? One point eight million. I I read. I got the read. One point eight million. They paid New Mexico State to to kick their ass. You know, yeah, and I, New Mexico and, State's allowed to have a football program for the next three years because of it. Anyway, you just funded <laughs> their entire athletic department and went in there in, in one. I hear how it's a tough stadium to play in. And uh, also, when you give a fourth up a fourth and goal at the 30, I mean, every Florida State fan needs to be hating Auburn, and I don't know why they don't more. Oh, yeah. Um, because that's hey, just ludicrous. This brings up the question again. Where is are the New Mexico State Aggies located? I, Come on, I you know this. Canada. I, I, I've, been, Canada. I've been there, man, so I, I can't keep Oh, yeah, yeah, you. it's AJ. AJ, the test is yours. Where it's are they Canada. At? I'm not changing my answer. It's Canada. It's always been Canada, always will be Canada. <laughs> close. It is close. It's up there on the uh, Alaskan-Canadian border. Yeah, 100%. I think it's up there. Yukon yeah, territory. It's almost. Yeah. yeah. But this is uh, this is one I I'll be honest with you I and and I've kind of been on on Beef's side a little bit with this I've watched Maryland quite a bit this year they're just they're inconsistent but they have some of the pieces in place um, so I really thanks for the comment That's Hunter tough. appreciate it yeah I I like Maryland now and, and honestly Auburn I'm I'm sorry you just really fell off the wagon the last two weeks I don't care what that game was in Alabama. You had no business giving up that play. You did. I think they're demoralized. I'd be looking at the Terps here. Yeah, but Tunga Vailoa is going to just throw the ball back to him. Like, here you go. Take my balls. Yeah. I quit. I'm female. A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. No, he, he, he does it in the most important times in the game. Always. It's never failed. I thought he was going to grow out of it by his senior year, but still loving to do it. Mm-hmm. I will always go against Maryland now. I talked them up all year. And then they just sputtered away. I thought they were going to knock off one of the big three in the Big Ten. Well, they're not even going to knock off Auburn from the SEC. You know, mm-hmm. at least they, they pushed Michigan it. a little bit. They pushed Michigan a little bit. They did. They Didn't they cover the spread? They did. Oh, yeah. It, it was a seven-point win, and it was a 19-point yeah. spread, I believe. But, you know, Michigan was up double-digit points in that game. Maryland kind of creeped back. But it was never a case where, like, Maryland was up. And Michigan had to fight back. Michigan kind of had control of that game if you really watched it. But, yeah. All right, let's move on, guys. We're going to do one more game. We'll hit some comments. So, everybody in the comments, keep on posting. We're going to get there. But we got to talk about my Badgers. Man, did they get a tough, tough task. They got to take on number 13, LSU, in the Real Quest? Real Quest Bowl? Say that again. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rila? Rila Quest Bowl? Rila. Or Rila? I, I don't know. I don't know. These names just they just keep changing everything. That is not a typo, by the way. That is that is actually That's a real. It is. That's, That's a real. real. Yeah, this one, minus 10 and a half LSU. And again, Jaden Daniels not playing. He's going to And Neighbors that. isn't playing, and probably Thomas isn't playing. Yeah. No, he has 15 touchdowns on the year, the most. 
it's odd. And, and we all know Wisconsin's situation, um, you know, struggled on offense, had a lot of injuries, definitely a pretty good defense playing these low scoring games. But I, I look at this line and I say, this is a line you would see in week six where LSU has got their full arsenal. They're playing, they can put up a lot of points. I know Wisconsin will put up a few here and there on that defense. It's not a bull line. It seems a little odd to me there. That that is one where I would keep an eye on just because you're not getting the LSU team you saw throughout the season. You're getting the pieces, parts that haven't gone to the portal or the draft. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, I, I see Luke Fickle getting that team up. This would be one if you start seeing it creep a little bit more, maybe even the plus eleven. I I would be leaning Badgers just because again, I I yeah. don't know what you're going to get from this LSU team. That fifty five and a half too doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, Jane Daniels there, yeah, he's going to put up some points. He's not there, so I mm-hmm. I don't really know where that fifty five and a half is coming in. I'd probably be looking under here as well. Yeah, I'd take the under. Boys in Vegas, we got we got a lot of time between now and, and the game kicking off, so I think we wait and see kind of yeah. how these lines. Absolutely. Around, but right now, if you're that's if you're placing the bet early, right. take the under. Absolutely, yeah. It, that that's yeah. good to reiterate with people joining in here. These are just observations, things we start with as we start digging in these bowl games. We're going to look at where the cash is flowing, where the money's going. We're going to get a better feel for who's going to be starting where. So these are just preliminary observations. I know I'm not putting any of my money on it, and I got the best record here. So listen to me. <laughs> Alex has got to throw a little laugh here at the Badgers and me saying 59 nothing. I know you guys could rub that in the face too. So, yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I was there for that. Me and me and my were sitting about 10 rows up. It was awesome. Everybody's giving a little fight on. More like fight harder. USC sucks. That's that you, Hunter, for throwing all those fight ons in the comments. Alex Grinch is a good Snyder coach. Snyder threw in a fight on. What's that about, Brandon? Fight on. They didn't fight on very well at the game I was at against UCLA. That's for damn sure. And then he wants to, Hunter wants to remind us that USC owns the Big Ten and that we're their bitches. Hmm. Hmm. E. Carroll coming see. back? I, I must have missed that one. <laughs> I don't think they're making anybody their bitches with that defense. They ain't got the D yeah. to make anybody one. No. Let's move on, though. That, Let's go. They got that tiny little needle dick. We got the best bowl game. Oregon got the all, like the best draw there could be with anybody. Oh, yeah. They're getting to play yeah. Liberty. Man, I'm sure the Oregon fans are just super excited about this one. It's a lose, lose, lose situation for Oregon. Yeah. Like wrestling I'm, with your sister. I'm I'm glad you reinforced that, man, because these, there's a no-win situation here. Oregon wins 59 nothing. Nobody cares. You beat Liberty in Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix, you know, in Arizona. So they had to travel all the way across the country to beat them. Nobody cares. Obviously, Liberty wins this. This is their Super Bowl beyond Super Bowls. It's just a blemish for Oregon. It is a lose-lose. Um, quarterback situation, don't really know what you're going to get from Oregon. Don't really know their backup situation yet. I'm saying that just because I, I'm pretty sure Bo Nix is going to the NFL. Oregon's minus 16 now. Um, you got an over under at 65 and a half again, Liberty, Liberty can score. They have put up some points throughout the year, but this is such a tough gauge to see. Okay. How is Liberty going to translate to playing against a power five conference, at least with Tulane last year, again, the, the group of five team that made the New Year's Six Bowl. Tulane has played some Power Five teams. They played some SEC schools. They have a little bit of a tougher conference and a tougher schedule. So they were kind of used to that a little bit more. And again, I think USC just didn't have the motivation last year. They didn't care. They let their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter of that game. Liberty's in a little bit of a different situation. And I just look at this game and say, regardless of who's playing a quarterback, I think Oregon's going to go in there. Even with their backups, they're going to throttle Liberty. They're going to take care of business. I would be laying the points here. Yep. Or you See, play the points for the Ducks. I feel bad that they have to play Liberty. I feel bad for Liberty have to play them. But man, you win big. You're supposed to. You keep it. Cl- they keep it close. Oregon looks like trash. And if somehow an upset happened, Boy. I'm calling Bo Nix to return. Why? He's coming back next year. I, I just no, he, he's the I don't think he has eligibility. I, I don't think he has eligibility. Yeah, yeah he's, he's had done. five years. He's had five years. He has I think not. He's, he's coming back for his fifth year. No. All right, let's uh, let's move on though. Let's move on to one more game, and then we'll get into the playoff games. We got Iowa versus Tennessee. I don't know what to think about this game. 
I don't know what to think about Iowa. I mean, hell, they can stop anybody, but they can't do anything to anybody. So, yeah, and this one has Tennessee at minus seven and a half, and again, over under at thirty five and a half, which is a little bit odd. You know, we it's well documented this whole year. Iowa has no offense; they cannot score. We I would say we all watched the Big Ten game, but I definitely did not want to watch any second of that. So, but I saw the final You're score right. and I know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he had five years. Um, yeah. You look at Iowa and, and, and again, people can dismiss Michigan or they look at them offensively. Michigan is a very good defensive team and they certainly proved it against Iowa. It couldn't let them do anything. Iowa has shown at times where they can put up, you know, 10, 13, 17 points against mediocre defenses. So they can do a little bit of something there. Tennessee's nothing to write home about. I don't even know how they're ranked 21st other than they're an SEC school. So this is kind of one of those games where I think Iowa has the ability to put up some points. Again, maybe get into double digits. Tennessee has not seen a defense like this in Iowa. So they're going to score a little, but not a ton. I actually be looking to take the points in a game like this. I don't think Iowa wins. But seven and a half is quite a bit against an Iowa team. So, where are you leaning? I think Iowa wins, and they win big, like nine to three. And Iowa fashion all year, every game, no matter who they play, take the under. Always (laughs) take the under. It's always the under. under. Oh, it's 35? Yeah, yeah, take the under for 35 sure. and a half. Yeah. Damn, that's <laughs> a lot of points. But that's that's a, again another tricky factor here that you think, okay, we've been talking Iowa 26, 27, 28 over unders. You know, last week it was 26 nothing. That was a I think it was a 33 and a half point over under or something around there. So it was it was well below the under. So why is Vegas all of a sudden putting Iowa at 35 and a half? Tennessee's not a world beater on offense. They're good, but they're not elite. They're not USC. And they're not a passing team either. They're no, you got two running teams. And Iowa can one stop defense that really rush. good at stopping the run. And then so it's gonna be a short game how these teams both play. And then you have a defense that has made a living out of stopping the run. Yeah, but then Dude, why that, is might it one I, that might be why one I that might be one I put money on now. But why is it not twenty six and a half? Why is it thirty five and a half? Again, I tell yeah, you that might be one Vegas, worth putting money on now. This, this is what we're going to track again as we seen. I bet that the comes down. If we're seeing that come down two, three, four points, we're going to look at what the Sharps are doing. We're going to look at that. We're going to see, okay, did Vegas make a mistake here? Did they miss something? Uh, this is one I would definitely not touch right now. See oh, how those, the those points are going to come down. I disagree. <laughs> All right, let's make some comments before we get to these playoff games. Brandon Snyder says, Ohio State fans love wrestling their sisters. Is that true? Is that true, guys? Uh, <laughs> only, only in the holidays. Dominic says, "No way. Liberty has a terrible defense. Oregon is going to have a field day." Yeah, he's he's probably right. Yeah, yeah. And then Dominic also says, "Bo Nix is coming back." Pretty sure his eligibility's gone, but I, I I'm pretty sure it's gone too. Um, unless he got a COVID year, I don't God, know. I, I guess everybody can get a COVID year. Yeah. And then before we get into these playoff games, we already have a prediction out there. Alex says Bama's going to win against Michigan by three scores at least. Ooh, that's a prediction. And then your wife says she's only here for the comments. She's not here for you, just just for the comments. I don't need to bring beer? Uh, I think she no, probably always Always bring beer for your wife. <laughs> it couldn't hurt. Let's talk about these playoff games, man. Let's, let's get into Michigan – Alabama. Yeah, you've seen uh, Michigan minus one and a half point favorite. Again, at one and a half, that's pretty much you're getting close to pick them territory when it gets to that well. Over under, though, at 45 and a half. That's kind of the play I see here. Um, you know, you look at these playoff games, and, and, and Alabama does have the ability to score, you know, kind of in the mid-20s range. I think Michigan can score as well, although um, – there may be a little bit of an intimidation factor. They haven't played a team like Alabama in a while. I would actually be looking at the over on a game like this. I kind of like that 27-24 type game. It has that kind of feel to it. Yeah, um, I, I think 45.5 is a little low. I actually do be curious to see if I see that number creeping up a little bit. I, I told you I'm not going to pick spreads on a game like this. I'm horribly biased. I'm, I cannot believe that I'm saying roll tide, but please roll tide. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the spread and let you all debate that. 
Go ahead, AJ. I am with Matt on rooting for Alabama. You don't hear me say roll tide too much, but man, someone's got to take down these cheers. Someone's got, someone has to come out and be the knight and slay this dragon of the cheaters, man. And who's going to do it? The goat, Nick Saban and his boys. I think I would probably play the under this early here. I think the two defenses are going to kind of be lights out. Alabama though, man, they're kind of scary to bet on because you have, that Auburn type game, and then you have the Georgia type game, and like, who are you going to get? Like, who are you well, going to get out of, the, out of that team? Rivalry games, man. We talked about game. it. We talked about it during rivalry week. You almost have to take rivalry games and throw them out the door. Just Start so out. much weird stuff happens in those games. Um, it's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're right. They they did struggle in that game. So I got man, this is tough because I think the matchup problem that Michigan's going to have. Any other team, I think I pick Michigan, but against Bama, I I don't see them stopping the running quarterback. I think that's going to be their big Achilles heel here. They haven't had to do it much. Think of anyone in the Big Ten that has a running quarterback that Michigan had to play. And I can think of one, and he gave him fits until he fumbled exactly. in the end zone. Well, and you also think too the last three years that was it. Yeah, the last three years, Ohio State has not had a running quarterback, and what's been the result? Nope. Every year before they that, they have. Uh, they just wouldn't let him run. Ask, nah, ask Stroud, CJ Stroud. He said Stroud's he not a runner. Stroud he's is a runner. Good. His first play, his first touchdown was a like forty-seven yard <laughs> touchdown against Michigan State, and then they're like, no more running. <laughs> Fields ran because he he defied day. He was like, "Fuck you, I'm running. Like this is my but, game." I, I think that's a really good insight here, Beav, is the fact that Milrow, Milrow is electric on his feet. And I, yeah. and to your well, point, not only I, that, I, just extending that. plays and then throwing downfield. I mean, did you see how long he was back in that pocket before he threw that bomb? That 30, I mean, the Michigan corners are going to have to cover. Like his intermediate yeah. passing isn't great. Milrow cannot throw intermediate passes. But if you let him get I outside mean, the pocket, he's got a cannon and he can hit him deep. So Michigan and they couldn't cover Mark, cover, so they're, they're not going to cover for a cover. long time. They have to cover for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah, sure. and you play. You know the problem with playing man with a running quarterback is you're playing man, and three or four seconds go by, you're running with your wide receiver. That that quarterback's going to take off. So playing man is pretty dangerous in those situations. The one thing I like about Michigan though is their head. They, they seem <laughs> like they've overcome a lot of reversity uh, <laughs> adversity throughout the season. Like everything, their coach was suspended for six games for God's sake. Uh, there's a lot of things that they had to come, they overcome, and they came together. They played hard. Uh, they beat Ohio State. They shut them down at the end of the game, even though. Uh, I just want to know were, what you're thinking about. You said you said head and hard in, a, in one sentence. I was just kind of you okay there. Uh, well, you know, my <laughs> wife wants a beer, so I got to get going. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Cody thinks Bama's overrated. Cody. Alex says Teton without a couple of O lines. JJ's gonna die. They did lose. Uh, they did lose a big lineman there when they played Ohio State. Yeah. And Cody also thinks Michigan's front is going to expose that O line of Alabama. I could see that. That's a good point. That's a good point, Cody. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Let's get. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next playoff game. We didn't expect well, to go this long, one. but here we are. We're long, but this is the one, man. We got Texas, the Longhorns, playing. Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Wow. I'm ready yeah. for this one. This AJ never be... expects to go this long. <laughs> I'm about three pump chump. <laughs> well, you got uh you got Texas out of the gate at minus four and a half, which I think is wow. very odd. And then you're seeing an over under at sixty three and a half. I think what you're looking at with that four and a half is what they're kind of telling you right up front is, you know, a seven point win by either of these teams is a one possession win. And that's kind of tight in a high scoring game. The same with 63 and a half. If you actually look at every bowl game we talked about, 63 and a half is hands down the highest number we've seen today. Um, and it's because look at look at what Texas did against Oklahoma State. They are playing at a high level. They throttled Oklahoma State. They were moving the ball at will. We talked about I it. I got to call you out, Matt. That Liberty Oregon game is sixty five point five. So you're wrong. Could have been a typo. <laughs> oh no, I said I haven't. It's on the spreadsheet. Yeah, 65.5. Oh, oh, okay. Highest one. My bad. I I just disregarded yeah. that because I just 
assume Oregon's yeah, going to follow. Because it's Liberty. Who cares? Let's yeah, go. Shows how much. In I meaningful have. games. <laughs> yeah. Games against uh, actual Power 5 teams that should be in there. But, you know, I, I've personally watched Washington pretty much every game this year. Y'all know Seattle Matt for a reason. I've been to a lot of the games. Their offense is just is incredible. It is humming. That yes. OC is going to get a, a coaching job the second UW is out, whether it's well, you know, low gloss or national title, he's going to be a coach somewhere. Um, At Iowa? No, he's he's not that <laughs> bad. But, you know, the play here where I'm really leaning to is two things. One, I think the over is the slam dunk here. I think Texas is playing great. Washington's defense is mediocre. Um, the other way around, I, I think even if Texas does have a good defense and a good front, even if they're forced to be one-dimensional, which I've seen them at times, Penningstone and Dunze is just an unstoppable matchup. They've they've done a lot of creative things on offense as well. So definitely leaning the over. However, if you're looking at the spread, you know, I had to tell people up here to get off the ledge. You know, two of the last three games that Washington has played, they've been the underdog and they've covered outright. They were two and a half point underdogs in Corvallis at Oregon State, covered outright. Nine and a half point underdogs Oregon. against Oregon on a neutral site, covered outright. So I, I have to keep telling people you want to be the underdog. You know, beef. National Championship, Ohio State 2014, the last three games. Were we the underdog Always in every under. game? Oh, man, Urban yes, Meyer loved that, man. We All the good coaches want to be the underdog. Nick Saban loves being the underdog. So yeah. I, I love that. If you're looking for a sneaky play, I, I would personally, on the safe side, go with the over sneaky play, Washington money line. Dude, this is my – like my football mind would pick Texas – but I'm not going against Washington anymore, man. I'm going with Washington. I'm going with UW. Um, it's a team of destiny, I'm not man. Bet, I'm not it's betting real. yet, but when I do bet, it will be in favor of Washington. Yeah. They they got something special. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something special. Yeah, it's what about the you, Phoenix, Andy? and you've been touching it all season long. Don't forget about that Johnson. That Johnson can play, too. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he's coming on strong, but again, I, I – I, B's made this point throughout the year, and it's a really good point. The, the line play at Texas is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I can tell you right now, Washington has not played a defensive line like Texas has. So I actually see a couple three and outs pretty early on that want to establish a run. I think Texas is going to shut them down. I think it's going to be a one-dimensional affair. And guess what? Michael Penix can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Texas is definitely built to stop the run. They have a line to stop the run. But yeah. Washington doesn't have to depend on the run. So I think that's an interesting no. battle point in this game is – Okay, he stopped the run. Who cares? I see Phoenix running the ball more. Yeah. You know, like he did he against Oregon. When he needs to, he's going to. He did against uh, Washington State as well, and you saw it a little bit in Corvallis. I think yeah, they're, in the rain. Yeah, they're uh, trying to – All right, guys, let's, uh, let's get ready to end this, boy. You guys got any final you thoughts? Hit some up. comments. We'll play a commercial, pay some bills. But what y'all's final thoughts on these bowl games, playoff games? Did Florida State get hosed? No, they got no. it right. They got, yeah, it right. they got it right. I agree. It's an unfortunate situation, but with the parameters it's where shit. they are, they got it right. I do feel bad for no, them. No, Florida State fuck. fucking got hosed, man. That's some bullshit. They were undefeated. <laughs> Come on. Not only Damn did it, they we get need... hosed, we talked about that play in the Alabama-Georgia game that kind of looked yeah, like Yeah, that's some bullshit. That was incomplete. Everyone well, knows I mean, it was incomplete. Again, if Saban Auburn's knows it was incomplete. Up, Connor Stallions knows it was incomplete. At the 30-yard line, all Auburn has to do is stop a touchdown at fourth and goal into 30, and we're not even having this discussion. It's absurd. It's a, it's an ESPN con- conspiracy, man. It's it, it's not. I mean, and again, if you look at the bylaws, it has been stated year after year, injury is yeah. a massive criteria in these discussions. We, I watched that Louisville-Florida State game. I did not watch Michigan-Iowa. It was atrocious. Florida State really all you- I just add one more thing. Florida State got hosed, man, and it, it sucks. But they did get hosed. Like you, you're a Power Five team. You go 13 and 0, yeah. and you don't make the playoffs. You got hosed. Whether it's the right decision to put Bama in or not, I won't argue that. I think Bama's the better pick for the game as far as it being competitive. But they still got hosed. Like they got hosed regardless. The Maybe only thing you need to see is that video of Michigan when Bama was picked over Florida State. That's the only thing they got it right. They got it right. You watch that video, and they're like, oh, shit, we got Bama. That's a good point. That is a very good That's point. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Dominic agrees that Florida State got hosed, and he's laughing at the little Johnson coming on strong comment there. 
But uh, yeah, guys, I think we should wrap this up. We're not really targeting an hour show, but here we are. We're here at an hour. Yeah. Let's Wasn't it supposed to be bills. 25 minutes? It was supposed to be 25, 30 <laughs> minutes. But you know, when you start talking, you start talking. Sydney throws in one more go blue. You want to hit that in there before we got on out of here. But yeah, man, Beep, get us on out of here. I'll play a commercial and pay some bills. Thank you, Big Ten Beckers. Thanks for all the comments. Thanks for following us on social media. Big Ten Beckers are out. God bless everyone. And have a great, great, happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I guess we'll see you before that, so fuck it. Merry Christmas yeah. later. <laughs> all right, Beep. All right, Matt. Thanks again for coming on. Let's Thanks pay some bills. Me. Get y'all some Dano seasonings. Appreciate love that spice. Yum, yum, get you some. seasoning food's favorite flavor yum yum get you some i'm joe burrito your favorite burrito whoa, whoa. joe hey. we all know you're the best what? you can always do better try the new dano's hot chipotle hey. oh that's spicy yum 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 